What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. All right, all right. We are back in the house for some more March Madness. This is Bolt Brady and his bro. The best place for your sports gambling info. What'd you think of rounds one and two? Not too shabby. Man, <laughs> the, the action was back, and the, the fans were back in the house, so that those were unreal, both rounds. Yeah, it was. And uh, before we move on, I would like to take some time to address an issue that I came across while I was on vacation. Sure. So I was on vacation, family vacation, but of course, uh, you know, they had the TVs there, and I'm watching all the games, but... The reason why I'm bringing this up is, as a former Bellman in mm. college, oh, yeah. I I noticed that almost every single person at the resort we were staying was grabbing their own Bellman cart and grabbing their luggage and taking it up to the room without the Bellman. Right. I'm here to say that the Bellman goes with the Bell cart. <laughs> Whip out a few chips, everyone, and give the guy or gal some money for taking your luggage up to the room. Everyone's being a little tight. They're like, I got this, dude. Just give me your <laughs> give me your cart, bud. <laughs> so so listen, there's there's some people that are being a little tight. That's the majority of them. I, I do think there's a small percentage that, that aren't just putting it together, you know? They they don't realize that that's someone's job. That's how they're making their living. So just had to throw that in there. Thank you. That's back from uh, your embassy suites days where you you ran the show. Uh if you want to call it running the show, yeah. Oh, you got some good perks out of it, though. You got some, like, Warriors tickets or uh, Skid Row. Yeah. Se- Sebastian Bach was in the elevator. That's right, because I met Sebastian at the hotel. And I also got the uh, to drive around the shuttle when yeah. people needed to go to the restaurants. <laughs> You're like, dude, I'll <laughs> gladly get out of here. Where do you guys want to go? Exactly. And I slightly took the long way home when I was heading back. But look, it's not just for good conversation. You can throw me the five spot at the end of this. <laughs> well, I hope so. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. Give people money. It'll come back to you twofold. So if you're on vacation, take care of the staff. And the bellman, yes. Mm, good, good tip. You actually, you hooked me up with uh, a weekend gig there for a, a short term. <laughs> yeah, the weekend gig because you couldn't hack it longer than Saturday and Sunday morning. Well, it was 6 a.m. during high school, like breakfast buffet cleanup. <laughs> Sign me up for that one, please. Uh, I remember I came home and mom goes, yeah, your brother's not working anymore. I go, wow, that makes me look awesome. (laughs) Thanks for vouching. They're like, wow, you guys come from two different mothers? Because this guy's not representing. Right. (laughs) So what'd you think of the first rounds? Well, the thing that sticks out to me the most was actually a play. Did you see... Matherin for Arizona, dunk on the dude from TCU. Mm-hmm. That play stands out to me. Holy cow. I mean, even my son stood up and was like, whoa. I mean, that was a dip. That guy got crapped on. Yeah. I mean, there were some, some good plays for sure. Um, what also stood out to me, some dudes just looked a little older, so I'd look them up, and some of them are like 24 or something because of the – the COVID year plus the transfer portal, mm. people are just going bop, 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 bop. Um, there's a dude on Hawkins, I was telling you. Um, he transferred from Northwest Missouri State and won a couple of D2 titles. 
And then he was balling for them as like the fifth year senior, you know, switched to D1, but he, he was a starter, was doing great. Yeah. And then he came to D1 and was balling. Hawkins, I think, is last. Yeah. Yep. I mean, he was 6'9 or, or so. Say. I remember, yeah, he's tall. But he was hitting the three balls and contributing. Yeah, you'd wonder why he didn't get recruited back in the day. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but there's, you know, a lot of good players out there, some good teams, and that's when you see the knockoffs happen. Mm-hmm. Like the big St. Peter's. And they're still rolling. Right. Kentucky, thanks for coming. Holy cow. Yep, and they were a little hot pick by people to go to the Final Four, and, and nope. Oh, yeah, they were. And actually, this is only the third time ever in tournament history that a 15th seed has made it to the Sweet 16. So that doesn't happen very often. And the other three times, uh, they did not win, but all three covered, FYI. The the 15th seed will cover this round? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, the, the few times that it's happened in the past, they have. Yeah. They've lost, but they've covered. Yeah, Kentucky hasn't made noise for a while. I mean, you know, he, he seems to have pretty good recruiting classes, but in terms of tourney, like, going deep, it, it's been a minute. No, he like, he's... His one recruiting tool, I'm sure that works very well, is he's like, I mean, I basically send the most guys to the NBA. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he knows how to get them ready for the NBA and prepared. But, yeah, winning the games, not so much. Yep. And, you know, there's a lot of those guys behind the scenes who are kind of their their recruiting dude. And if those guys leave the house, that changes who comes in there, obviously. So Gonzaga lost their dude, um, the Arizona coach now. Yep. Yep, he was the first assistant, went to Arizona. Yep. So, I mean, that guy's a great recruiter, and then you're seeing U of A is kind of back in the scene here. So that stuff makes a huge difference. Right. The uh, The other things that stood out for me is uh, I had a buddy that went to Vegas, and how about, you know, obviously, like, oh, sitting in the sports books would be, be sweet to watch the games. I mean, that's, you know, the best place to watch it. The bigger sports books were charging 300 bucks a seat. To watch the games. That's a little silly. (laughs) Don't you think? I mean, you know, you could go to one that's a little bit off the beaten path. (laughs) And I'm sure you're not paying 300 bucks. Yeah. I mean, dude, what's coming with the 300? No kidding. Holy cow. Are the waitresses hanging out with you for a minute? (laughs) You get to hang out with the waitresses at night in the club? (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Um, And then some other chips that stood out to me... uh, our boy Mattress Mac. You know, we've talked about him here before, the guy that sells mattresses that, you know, puts in big bets kind of for like a PR move. Mm-hmm, out of Texas. Yeah. Um, so he put down $1 million, this was before the tournament started, to win 2.6, that the winner would come out of the East. Oh, just the region. Yeah. And so Baylor, see you later. And because they were the number one. And is that where Kentucky was, I think, maybe? But um, So you got, like, Purdue and UCLA's on the lower half of it. And North Carolina, yeah. Um, That's who he's got left here. Yeah, Kentucky was the two seed in that one. Right. So Mattress Mac lost his number one and number two. And we'll see what happens. Hmm. I mean, Purdue... Purdue's pretty solid. I mean, they're huge. They're huge. That dude that's in the middle, if his name um, slips my mind right now, but he's a big boy. Mm-hmm. And um, they played good job defensively. Like the last five games, they've held their opponent under 60 points. 
So they're pretty legit. Yep. They've been, uh, I mean, you can find all the games, but I think they kind of throw them like on true TV or something, and, and their games just haven't been as <laughs> true TV enticing as some of the other ones have been closer. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, well, that's the thing, because I don't think they've really had the close games. Right? No, so you're kind of checking out the other ones, because they've been like more the nail-biters or some of the bigger programs. But, you know, I mean, you don't even need to watch the bigger programs. Some of these games have been so sweet. No, I know. But now, you know, down in that re- that East region, um, we've got a best better down there. Um, I was saying the whole time that UCLA, they've got the experience in this and that. It's just, it just they just don't impress me. I mean, they got um, Akron, okay, who would say they didn't even look that great against. And then they had literally the perfect matchup against St. Mary's. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that, in my opinion, is they're very similar um, in their style of play, but even UCLA's more athletic with that style of play. Yeah, they're a little bit bigger, a little more athletic. Yeah, a little bit bigger, a little bit more athletic. But, I mean, you know, they like to kind of, like, slower down. I mean, both of them will get it out if, you know, they've got an opportunity to break, but they've got no problem slowing her down. So, you know, UCLA took advantage of that situation. Well, now they face the big North Carolina, and they're not going to be more athletic than them. And Carolina has obviously been rolling. I mean, they played Marquette, and they said peace out to them, and then they were crapping on the defending champs, Baylor. That was a good game. (laughs) They were up by 25, and then when my boy the Mountain Man, Manic, Got kicked out of the game. Which was a terrible elbow, you know, box out elbow. Yeah. Inadvertent for the most part. That was weak. Um, I mean, the game totally switched. I mean, he's their best player. That guy has money from three ball. Oklahoma transfer. Is that that where he came from? Yeah, it's like a fifth year. Um, I was just thinking that, you know, they both have to think highly of each other. He and Bill Walton. Because Bill must go, that's me when I was younger. <laughs> and that guy must go, dude, I look up to Bill Walton. I mean, they've got, like, the headband and the beards rocking. I mean, they look kind of the same. The look, but, I mean, this guy steps out and just rains threes. <laughs> I know Bill wasn't raining threes. Bill's kissing off the glass with, like, the hook. <laughs> and then limping. It is, uh, and, and I mean, it's impressive, his three ball. His, his family was super jacked in the crowd. That was sweet. So, anyway, they faced the UCLA-er. And um, they're getting the two-and-a-half. I'll take the two-and-a-half there. Um, One of the things that stands out about North Carolina, too, for me, is as a team, as a team, uh, they shoot 77% from the free throw line. And that is huge Mm -hmm. in these games. Yeah, because some of these teams, you know, especially Gonzaga, I think they were 50% or worse against Memphis. And you'd expect a team like that to actually hit them. Mm-hmm. And those were just huge coming down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And these games can get so drawn out, you know, with fouling and putting them on the free throw line. And that's what I was saying to the boys when we were watching them. I go, you see how, how important free throws are? Because if you hit them, it's ball game. You're mm-hmm. like, just keep fouling me, bud. It's not happening. Yeah. I mean, that's how Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, you know, would score so many points is because they were money at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. So... Girls and boys out there, you want to be good at basketball and score a lot of points, make your free throws. Yeah, that's why Harden's always up there, too. He gets like 10 or 11 attempts a game, probably hits eight of them. Mm, And that's what I used to tell you growing up, and you were pretty money at free throws. They're big time. 
What do you think your free throw percentage was? I've got my idea what it was. 84. Yeah, I was going to say around 83. It was pretty solid. Yeah. Mine was probably 75, I bet. <laughs> Which is serviceable. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but with the caveat, late game, probably 92. <laughs> <laughs> we got a technical here. Who do you want to put on the line? <laughs> Throwing big bowl. Bring him in. Bring him up to the free throw line. <laughs> All righty. Let's get a round of applause and pump it up. Woohoo! Today, I'm excited to announce Manscaped launched their ultra premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not so private parts. I'm talking about a leveled up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is an all in one skin and hair care kit for the everyday man and covers you from head to toe. Manscaped is trusted below the waist. Now, trust them with the rest. Join 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Go to Manscaped for 20% off and free shipping with the code BOLT. B-O-L-T. Now you have hydrating body moisturizer, deodorant, that's right, deodorant for the armpits, body wash to lather you up, and two-in-one shampoo conditioner. Woohoo! Let's pump it up. Now back to the show. All right, well, aside from your Money free throw shooting. We got Thursday's night's games coming back into our backyard here in San Fran. Uh, Duke, Texas Tech, and Gonzaga. What do you think about those games? Um, I think this is where Coach K calls it the career. Um, I like Texas Tech. And so do I. And last week I said I'm fading Duke every single round. First round, W. Second round, Wow, Michigan State should have won the ball game. God, they had them. And at least cover the ball game. Mm-hmm. And then the free throws down the end and they don't cover. That was garbage. But I'm here to say Texas Tech minus the one Let's play some ball. Yeah, well, I mean, Vegas is a green here. Duke's actually the underdog. Well, and so with that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, if you agree and you like Texas Tech, I have a feeling by the time Thursday rolls around, the public money's coming in, Joe Pub, and this will be a pick 'em. Texas Tech might it might even be plus one. So wait till Thursday to put this play in. Hmm. Thing about, um, I mean, there's so many different things about these teams. First of all, Texas Tech is much older. Um, you know, Duke's a very young team. Um, very athletic, but can go in scoring droughts and turn the ball over. Texas Tech, ladies and gentlemen, the number one defensive team in the nation. Okay, I'll say that one more time. Numero uno at defense in the nation. And these guys have beat the defending champs, Baylor, twice. They beat Kansas, Texas, Oklahoma. Um, and those are that's a solid resume. You know, they gave Gonzaga a ball game. And here you have Duke, who played in a watered-down ACC where no one played any defense. Hello, wake-up call. <laughs> Mike, Shashevs, it's been nice. Thanks a lot for all the great teams you provided us. We'll see you later. Yeah, yeah, and that's what's cool about some of these teams is is the pace at which they play like in the defensive pressure. They just go full court, like right out of the gate. And these guys are like, wow, we got to break this and then set up our offense. Right. It's a grinder. So, I mean, some of these guys need to dip into their bench. And if you're one that uh, likes trends, 
How about this one for Big Duke? So typically, you know, Duke is higher seeded and, and they play on the East Coast. They've had five games in the NCAA March Madness history, 0 and 5 on the West Coast. So there's a little trend for you as well. Yeah, they were, they were trying to petition before the brackets were even given out, and they were like, we'd love to be in the, uh, I think, Midwest to have the Chicago games because Coach K's from that area, and, and they're just like, you know, thanks for asking, but it's not happening. They go, guys, you could have, first of all, beat Duke at home your last game. and or Carolina. Or Carolina, I mean, and uh, you also could have been in charge of your own destiny, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't lose those ball games for you. No. So, sorry, you're heading out to San Fran, um, which reminds me, because that's obviously where big Steph Curry plays, and, um, you know, I used to knock college hoops so bad for their outside shooting, and I do think it's way, way more improved now. Um, You know, guys can shoot outside so much better. Um, It'd be interesting to see the stats, like, from three balls, like, from, you know, probably I'd say probably, like, Four years ago, it started to get a lot better. Um, And so that's nice to see that the college game can shoot a little bit better. But one thing that they really, really, really need to work on is how about when they're down by like five points with like a minute three left and they think they have to shoot a three. Mm -hmm. Dude, go to the basket. Like, you know, everyone's out by the three. You get an easy hoop and you've got 58 seconds left and you're down by three. I mean... That's one thing that I saw over and over again, like just tossing up this three ball thinking you have to have it. Yeah, a lot of it's just youth and the the panic kind of button goes off. You just see them like the clock awareness is off and they just rush the shot. Mm -hmm. Not good decision making. So that's where some of these upperclassmen, these teams can get a little further with the guys that are smarter. Right. So... The guard plays huge. At UCLA, that's why I wasn't as sold on them as you are. I think they've got some dudes that have gone deep into the tourney and their point guard's good. So that makes a big difference. So you're not with me on the North Carolina, but we're agreeing on Texas Tech. Yes, I do. Duke has not done it for me. They, speaking of good shooting, I mean, Michigan State and Duke both were shooting really well when they played each other, That you know, the first three quarters of that game. Mm-hmm. So... But, yeah, I think uh, I love Coach K. I loved watching Duke through the years. I just think this is probably – I mean, I had Davidson knocking them out, and Steph could have watched his, his alma mater play in his house. Oh, yeah, that would have been awesome. Um, and But Duke got here, but I just think I think it's time. Uh, another stat for you. The last 10 Sweet 16s, so the last 10 years, favorites have won at a 56% clip. So if you took every favorite in the Sweet 16, you have won 56% of the time. Okay. All right. Just another stat for you. So the second game that Thursday is big Gonzaga, Arkansas. Mm. Same building. And did you watch Gonzaga, Memphis? Um, I watched bits and pieces of it. Yeah. Another great game. Exciting. Um, that's where Memphis looked like, you know, a little more athletic, looked like they had some guys that could kind of just work the glass and just looked they were better physically than Gonzaga was, especially early. Mm-hmm. And then it's just one of those things where they kind of hit them with the blow early and Gonzaga had to settle down. Right. Well, I think Memphis was up 10. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I mean, Penny Hardaway, imagine that guy coming to your living room. And saying, hey, why don't you come play for me? I mean, that's why they get such legit recruits, I imagine. Yeah. 
um, even though they were knocking on Penny's coaching <clears throat> abilities big time earlier this year. But yeah, they had him. I mean, they were up, and then uh, then Big Timmy took over. Yep, he had the chat. I think in the tunnel they said before they came back out for the second half. Yeah, and he's like, before whatever way this goes, win or lose, let's just not look like a bunch of pusses here. <laughs> nice, like we're not going to be called weak, right? And he just came out blazing. Like I mean, kind of like baseline hooks, you name it. He was hitting it all. He was just like. Tim Duncan. <laughs> I mean, you know, he, he probably already was a lottery pick, but, I mean, that probably solidified the top five right there. He's only a junior. He's peace out. I mean, he almost left last year. I think right. He's from the Texas area also. But, I mean, good call coming back. Hopefully they keep going. Yeah. His, his running mate, Big Chet. Um, Holmgren? Dude, that guy needs to hit the weights. <laughs> One of my one of my neighbors, I'll give him credit for this, they're like, dude, looks like he's selling the whippets out of the trailer somewhere. <laughs> the whippets. <laughs> dude, because um, aren't they saying that he's going to go number one? Yeah, I mean, based off potential. Oh, my God. There's no way I would take that guy number one until he gets some yokes going. I, I guess they figure like you're looking at a, a possible KD-type body, you know, where you can step out and c- handle the ball, shoot some threes. I mean, I get it. I don't think KD was that skinny. I mean, those arms, wow. They look like malnutrition. It says like seven foot one ninety four for his weight. I mean, that's probably seven foot one ninety four. I guess his dad's a seven footer and played at Minnesota. So, oh really? He was the number one high school recruit in the country. And he, but he's yeah, he was out of Minnesota, right? Same place as Suggs, the Gonzaga guard, the year before. Right? Yeah. No, I mean, obviously the guy's talented, but I mean, dude, I'd like. I mean, because it doesn't even really seem like his body's the one that can put on. Wait, you know what I mean? Like, some of these guys, you're like, oh, okay, I can see it. Dude, he looks like pretty small bone. Yeah, when when the ball's kind of bouncing around, it's like, you know, down in the key, and in, it's kind of, it's not up in the air, but it's like, who wants it? He, he lost a couple of those to Memphis because of the physical lack thereof. Right, so how about that in the NBA? Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah, no, it's going to take some time. And just, he's going to have to toughen up. Oh, yeah, he is. So it's Arkansas, Gonzaga's minus nine and a half against them. I mean, it's a stay away for me, but um, I would I would take the points and let's just see what happens. Even though the SEC has done very poorly in this tournament, Kentucky, Tennessee, Auburn, thanks for playing. Mm-hmm. And Arkansas, like we said, it's got uh, Coach Musselman, who's mm-hmm. got a lot of Bay Area ties coming back. He, he seems like a solid guy. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. That he'll be, Yeah, he'll have a lot of people there cheering for him, I'm sure. Worked for the Warriors and then the Kings and then took the Reno job. Yeah. And he got, I think he got Reno to the Elite Eight with the, they had some twins. I think one or two of them's in the NBA now. Yeah, he's obviously a talented coach. Mm-hmm. That's what he's doing. Uh, and then what else do we have for Thursday? Is that it? I think, is that it for the Thursday games? Maybe. Or no, Michigan-Villanova. Wow, another stay away there. Um, Villanova's balling, and... But the line's like six or whatever. I mean... Yeah, Villanova, minus five Villanova. Yeah, I mean, we've seen this one before with Michigan when no one's really paying attention to him, and they start balling. Oh, I just, you know, I mean, he gets banned for the last five games for slapping the Maryland coach, and I'm surprised they're at this point. Right. And then, and then uh, yeah, that's a stay away. Again, remember, the advantage you have, 
as a better is you don't have to bet the game. And then the other game is Arizona. Houston, AZ's minus one and a half right now. So I did, I saw most of that AZ TCU game. Definitely the whole second half. That was legit. Down in San Diego. Uh huh. <clears throat> Our boy Springs was there, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that stood out at me, and then I, you know, read into it a little bit more and learned some, is I kept saying, holy cow, will you get a rebound? Like TCU, ready for this? 20 offensive rebounds. Wow. Oh, it was a joker. It was like, oh, my God, I couldn't imagine being the coach just going, you know, the mission. And you're like, grab the rebound. Mm -hmm. And TCU, I mean, dude, they weren't that great. They had O'Bannon's kid. Did you see that? I did. Yeah. I'm like, that name. And I looked it up, and it was the son. Uh He went to USC and must not have been getting as much run as he wanted. I think he got, he like hurt his index finger and stuff. And yeah, he, right. So um, anyway, and then they had that guy, the kind of big slim dude. He was like 6'9". That was the guy that got dipped on. (laughs) But he kept getting all the rebounds. So anyway, I take a little bit of a closer look at this. How does this come back to Houston? Well, Houston and TCU were both ranked in the top 10 in the nation for offensive rebounds. So now you get another squad that grabs the boards, which Arizona could not fend off. And Houston's way way better at defense than TCU. They've been to the Sweet 16 the last four years. They dominated their conference. Obviously, their conference wasn't that great, but it had Memphis in it. You saw how good Memphis was, and they beat them twice. You can probably tell where I'm going with this one. Houston. Houston in the points. Oh. Yep. Yeah, I had Arizona going down at some point, so it's going to have to be one of these underdogs takes them. So here's how I really, really, really feel confident about this. The picks that I've given out so far, Houston, UCLA, and Texas Tech. I feel very, very comfortable that two out of three are hitting there. You don't like UCLA. Right. Yeah, right. You, Yeah, UNC. Thank you for clarifying that. UNC, Houston, and Texas Tech. I feel very confident that two out of three of those are going to hit. Mm-hmm. So, did you see the Houston coach whip off the shirt kind of after their last win? <laughs> you know, I did note that some of the coaches, like the Notre Dame coach too, like, dude, they were awesome. Like, they were so fired up, and um, they were like, like, you know, giving high fives to their players, and you could tell, like, you know, the players really liked them, and I was just like. Dude, that's awesome, having coaches like that. I feel like we had the old school coaches that, like, never showed any emotion, you know? I thought it was sweet. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, the, like, Izzo kind of looks like the old crusty guy still. You're like, dude, is this guy, like, any fun, like, behind the scene? I'm sure he cares about the kids, but, yeah, the guys that have, have a little smile, a little more fun out there. Mm-hmm. Not your Bobby Huggins grabbing your jersey and twisting in your face. Yeah, I can't believe people would even bother playing for a coach like that. Yeah. There's no chance. Well, especially now. You know, they need the mental breaks and stuff. Well, and that's when they probably go, okay, listen, then that's why I'll give you 50 thou to come to our school. <laughs> <laughs> For one season. <laughs> so what'd you think of uh I think Miami, you know, is a little bit of a surprise getting to this point too. Well, for what it's worth, I had it in my um bracket that they would beat USC. Um I just I, they're tall and athletic and I mean, but to be honest, I don't know very much about Ohio or Iowa State except 
that they were two and twenty-two last year. Yeah, I did see that. Nice little turnaround. Wow. So I mean, they've won more games in the tournament, or in many games in the tournament, as they did all last season. Yeah, that's impressive. No kidding. So, um, and it was done with a, a ton of transfers. They brought a lot of transfers in. So, I mean, you want to talk about a game that's off the radar? I mean, I haven't heard anyone talk about this game. That that is the theme with this transfer portal, you know. And it's not just hoops; it's just all of them. It's just like mm, it's not working. I'm out of here. <laughs> so, the, you know, I think Raftery or one of the commentators like. It's going to be hard for some of these guys to build the programs because the kids aren't going to give them the time to like let them develop them. They're just like, if they don't like their PT or the situation, they're just like, I'm out of here. I think they'll have to reel this in a little bit. I don't know how they'll do it, but it seems like it's a little bit too much like the Wild Wild West right now with that thing. I think, you, I mean, you get one chance to do it without sitting out, so choose wisely. Oh, and then you sit out? You- I, no, I don't know the rest of the details. I just, I think you get the one. The one time for sure to transfer and you don't have to sit. You were pointing out that one dude to me. Remember he transferred like to four different schools? Yeah, the Miami point guard, I think Moore, um, started at Cal and then like DePaul, Kansas, and Miami. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's his fifth year. (laughs) It'd be interesting to know if he transferred high schools back in the day. I don't know. I mean, that's four programs in five years. That's pretty nutty. He's keeping up with a lot of former teammates, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, that's from from the from the sports investing perspective. That's what I've got. Uh, I've got Houston, Texas Tech, and North Carolina. Really, really like at least two out of three there. So, if you put the same amount of units on each game, should come out with a profit. I agree with you on on the Texas Tecker. Um, and the other, I just, UCLA is the one that I, I'd, I'd lean the other way with UCLA, but I like the other ones. Okay. Mm. You got anything else here for our... No. You know, I like the, the games are so much fun. You get so into them over the weekend and you get to catch your breath for a sec. Um, I guess catch up on NFL news and whatnot's going on, but I'm ready for some more games Thursday. And that'll be here shortly. Mm-hmm. Cause today's Wednesday, right? Yep. Oh, great. Tomorrow. So yeah, also keep, keep an eye on, uh, Twitter and Instagram, Bolt will, if there's some line changes or something, an opinion he wants to put out there, it's at Bolt Brady Picks. Um, he can give you more info on these games coming up. But enjoy these next couple rounds. We'll catch you guys next week for uh, what comes after that. See ya.